Out of nowhere came a blundering beast, causing alarm and mayhem just with his entrance. Food! Real food! Zote! Zote! Get out! What is wrong with you? The cat is crazy! Welcome to the Epic Order of the Seven, the podcast, with your hosts, Max and Liz. This podcast is brought to you by Playful World Ministries. Max, Liz, and all the characters and adventures of the Epic Order of the Seven were created by and written by Jenny L. Cody. Oh, and by the way, as you listen to this episode from the audiobook The Ark, The Reed, and The Fire Cloud, keep in mind you can download your very own copy of it by visiting www.audible.com. And you can find the entire collection of the Epic Order of the Seven on Jenny's website, www.epicorderofthe7.com. That's epicorderofthe7.com. And don't forget, Jenny has a brand new book out called The Declaration, The Sword, and The Spy. It's her latest in the series of the Epic Order of the Seven and can now be purchased on Amazon.com. That's The Declaration, The Sword, and The Spy. And coming up on today's episode, we'll hear Chapter 17 from The Ark, The Reed, and The Fire Cloud. And each week, we'll take a visit to Jenny's Corner, where we'll get to hear from Jenny Cody herself, the creator of the Epic Order of the Seven. Jenny will give us the inside scoop on all her stories, her inspiration, how she comes up with these great ideas, and much more. And she'll read letters from her loyal listeners, maybe even yours. Well, let's get started, shall we? Here's Max and Liz. Greetings, lads and lasses. Max here, and, uh, well, it's not Max and Liz this time. But I just told everyone that I know what you just told them, but I gave her the day off. Well, that's actually kind of a nice gesture. Well, I I, I suppose, but, well, I had a good reason. Hmm? You remember what happens in Chapter 17, lad? Ah, well, let's see. Last time we met some hummingbirds outside the gates of the Garden of Eden. Aye. And now this time we'll meet some more hummingbirds, and they find a garden too, and, uh... And? Uh, ooh. Aye. Uh, you say you gave Liz the week off, did you? <laughs> Aye. Yeah, that was a good call, Max. Good boy. Good boy. Ruff. No, I guess we better let the lads and lasses know what's going on then. Uh, yeah, so, uh, well, here it is. Chapter 17. The Garden The little hummingbird buzzed from one flower to the next, wings moving so fast, almost imperceptible. The sun shone on his metallic green feathers, making them iridescent in the bright light. His throat was the color of sun-drenched rubies, and his needle-like beak effortlessly sucked up the sweet nectar of the flowers. His head darted up and around between sips so he could keep an eye on his surroundings as he drank. As quickly as his beak plunged into an open blossom, he was up and out of it again, flying sideways, backward, forward, up and down as he danced among the flowers and sampled the variety of wonderful blooms available in this beautiful garden. A gentle breeze was blowing. All was calm. Not a sound was heard but the soft, mouse-like squeaks coming from the little hummingbird as he called his mate to join him. She was slightly larger in size, measuring three and a half inches long, but her colors were not as deep as her mate's. The green on her tail and wings was not shiny and bright, but with white on the very tip of her tail. Her throat was a dappled gray, lacking the impressive ruby red of her mate. She flew to his side cheering him by her loveliness. 
Rosie, come try the trumpet creeper over here. It's delicious, said Rudy as he twittered around his mate with enthusiasm. We've got to keep up our energy, so drink up, bonita love. Mmm, muy bueno. I'm hungry after our long flight over the great sea. I still don't see how we made it, said Rosie as her slender beak tasted the long tubular flower. She closed her eyes in delight as she sipped the nectar. See, I didn't know we could fly that far. It seems impossible now. Argentina to Brazil is one thing. Brazil to wherever we are across the great sea is another. I wonder where we are anyway, said Rudy, zipping over to some petunias that were lower to the ground. Monsieur, you are in France, of course. Where else could you be with such delicious food as this, no? Answered a gruff, deep female voice with an exaggerated French accent. Rudy and Rosie met in the air, hovering together over the garden to see who had spoken to them. It was a hen, a big, fat, white hen looking quite pompous, almost as if she had eaten her fill of this garden as well. She had red plumage on her head, eyes, and cheeks. The feathers on her back and wings were a deep brown, and her hind feathers a golden yellow. She held her head up proudly as she spoke. Buenos dias, senora. See, this is a wonderful garden, and we are enjoying it very much. I'm Rudy, and this is my wife, Rosie, answered Rudy as he and Rosie hovered around the hen. Bonjour, je m'appelle. And it was then that the hen noticed they didn't understand a word she was saying. Pardon, nice to meet you. My name is Henriette. What could possibly have cost you to fly us away from Argentina? asked the hen, clucking her tongue as she considered the distance these two tiny birds had flown. We've been following the fire cloud up there. We heard the maker say to come. So we did. It was a long journey over the great sea, but we had to follow his voice. We don't know why we would be called to make such a long journey, but here we are, answered Rudy. Bien sure, of course. The owner of this garden has been studying the fire cloud. We all heard the same voice ourselves. I do not understand what this means, but Mademoiselle will figure it out, answered Henriette. Mademoiselle? asked Rosie. She owns this garden? Oui, Mademoiselle Briant. She owns and tends this garden with great care. She is very smart and studies things very carefully. My husband Jacques and I live nearby the Mademoiselle. We help her keep watch for pests that would harm her garden, her masterpiece as she calls it. She is quite proud of it, no? Rudy and Rosie looked around the garden. It was perfectly manicured with straight rows of plants aligned in order by type of plant. There were flowers, herbs, and vegetables, all healthy and robust. Clearly, this garden had been well-planned and well-nurtured. It was a masterpiece of beauty indeed. At the edge of the garden was a tall border of sunflowers towering above the masterpiece below. I see. But you said you have also heard the voice? questioned Rudy excitedly. Mais oui, but yes. Mademoiselle has been studying the fire cloud and says we are to leave soon, answered the hen as she sadly looked around the garden. Mademoiselle does not wish to leave her garden. 
It has been her favorite project, so she has hesitated on deciding when we will go. When you leave, would it be possible for Rosie and me to join you since we are headed in the same direction? Asked Rudy. Je ne sais pas. I don't know. I will have to ask Mademoiselle, said Henriette with uncertainty. She is the one who makes the decisions of what is best. We will ask her, no? As the three birds were delightfully enjoying conversation in the garden, out of nowhere came a blundering beast, causing alarm and mayhem just with his entrance. It was Al. Food, real food, said Al as he ran past the hen and the hummingbirds and went diving into a pile of greens. He was oblivious to anyone or anything other than food. He proceeded to stuff his mouth full of the aromatic herbs. Tears of joy streamed down his cheeks from the fact that he finally had something to eat other than plankton, salt water, and sand. Unfortunately, the fuzzy gray-green herb plant that Al ate first was catnip. As Al bruised the leaves with his big paws, an irresistible oil was released that drove him crazy with excitement. Al proceeded to trample all the neighboring plants as he went on a feeding frenzy. He ran over to the cabbage and ate several leaves before trouncing to the nearby thyme. Next were the carrots and the chives. Al was a whirlwind of destruction, finally jumping on top of a tomato plant, bringing it crashing down, splattering red juicy tomatoes all over his orange fur. He looked like a big fat tomato himself. Throughout his garden rampage, Al didn't hear Henriette yelling at him. Zote! Zote! Get out! Get out! What is wrong with you? La et fou! The cat is crazy! Screamed the very ruffled hen. Rudy and Rosie hovered nearby, watching this drama unfold and growing worried about Mademoiselle's garden. By the time Al had finished trampling everything, there was not one plant standing that had not sustained some damage. The garden was utterly destroyed, except for the row of sunflowers at the edge of the garden. They remained tall and untouched. Al, finally flattened on his back and looking like he would be sick, noticed the big, irritated hen, who continued her tirade of mixed French and English exclamations toward him. The hen moved closer until her beak was two inches from Al's nose as she let him have it. He quivered with dread. What had he done? Al looked around at the destruction of the once beautiful garden. Branches were bent, plants were uprooted, and dirt covered the bruised flowers. Oh, sorry, miss. I didn't mean to ruin your garden, a submissive, weak Al uttered. Henriette would hear none of it. She continued ranting and raving, flapping her wings to add emphasis to her remarks, pointing out each and every plant Al had destroyed. Just wait until Mademoiselle sees this. She will be très very unhappy, scolded Henriette. Al couldn't get a word in edgewise, so he gave up and just laid there, taking a verbal beating from this hen and wondering who the Mademoiselle was and what she would do with him when she saw what he had done. A name beginning with Mad had to belong to a mean creature. A feeling of fresh fear came over Al, greater than any bat, wolf, 
or sea beastie had given him before. He knew he was doomed. Rudy and Rosie saw another bird approach the ranting hen, who towered over the cowering cat. It was an elegant rooster, strutting along to see what had happened. He was much taller than Henriette, with beautiful metallic blue-green tail feathers that swayed as he strutted. His neck seemed to propel him forward as he stuck it out with every step. He, too, had red plumage on the top of his head and cheeks, but had deep brown feathers with a touch of white right below his eyes. Henriette, what has happened? asked her husband Jacques, the rooster, loud enough for her to hear as he perused the garden. What has happened? Can't you see what has happened? This crazy cat has destroyed Mademoiselle's garden. That is what has happened, angrily replied Henriette, before turning her rage back on Al for another round of accusations. Jacques looked at poor Al. The rooster sympathized with the humbled cat lying at the feet of his wailing wife. Tomato juice dripped off his whiskers, sprigs of lavender stuck to his fur, and his eyes were filled with terror. Quel dommage! What a pity! said Jacques. But he wasn't referring to the garden. He was referring to Henriette's diatribe of Al. He knew all too well what it was like to be henpecked by Henriette. He had lived with it for close to five years now. Henriette, why not stop your yelling? It is not going to fix Mademoiselle's garden. I think this cat has heard your message loud and clear, and I'm sure he is sorry, no? Jacques said to Henriette. Al looked at Jacques with tears welling up in his eyes. I, I, I tried to say I were sorry, but I couldn't seem to get the last to hear me. Uh, oui, I know the feeling well, mon ami, Jacques said to Al with a sympathetic voice. I can't believe what I'm hearing. You're actually feeling sorry for this, this imbecile? C'est ridicule and nonsense, scowled Henriette. Well, it is evident to me that this cat didn't mean to destroy the garden. Now, he feels ashamed for what he has done. Of course he will need to make amends to Mademoiselle, but it is her garden. There is nothing we can do to fix it now. Let her handle this, said Jacques with a firm voice. You seem to forget that Mademoiselle asked us to watch over her garden. How dare you suggest I let this cat off so easily? You're as crazy as this cat, Henriette fired back at her mate. Jacques shrugged and looked at Al. Oh, well, I tried, mon ami. My wife is uh, quite the stern one. You will have to endure her until mademoiselle comes. The rooster leaned in close to whisper in his ear. And I would pray that she comes soon. Al's momentary hope for an ally in this battle melted away as Jacques abandoned him to his wife's rage. Meanwhile, his stomach ached. He had eaten way too much, and his stomach lashed out at him as much as Henriette. Uh, so, there you go. Now you know why I gave Liz the day off. You know, she just loves her plants and such. Oh, I know. And then Al goes and turns her garden into a tossed salad. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. lad. So, I were thinking, who could that be? Uh, come in! Bonjour, Max! Uh-oh. Uh, Liz, uh, what are you doing here? You got the day off, lass? Oh, I know, but I just couldn't stay away. 
Sure you could. Uh, me and the announcer lad... It's Denny. Aye. Uh, well, we got it handled. So, uh, did you enjoy your day? I did. I pampered myself a little, see? Oh, look. Uh, yeah, your, your, your claws are out, then. Oui, I got a pedicure. Uh, don't they look magnifique? Aye. Uh, shiny and, uh, and, and sharp. Oui. I had them buffed and sharpened. Now they are razor sharp. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, great. So, uh, what was today's chapter about? Um, it uh, um, it were about um, uh, 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 hummingbirds. Yep, yep, yep. It were about hummingbirds. Mm, yep, mm-hmm. some fine hummingbirds too. Oh, yeah. Rudy and Rosy. <laughs> that's them. Nice save, lad. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah, in fact, Liz, you're just in time for Jenny's Corner, and we're going to find out how Jenny came up with uh, such fine... Fine hummingbirds, then. Fine hummingbirds, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Miss Jenny, uh, what prompted you to talk about uh, uh, hummingbirds? Sometimes I get questions from readers that ask, where did you come up with that particular character? And sometimes... I don't even plan on these characters. Sometimes they come to me right as I'm writing, and that is exactly what happened with Chapter 17, The Garden in the Ark, the Reed, and the Fire Cloud. I knew what I wanted to happen in the chapter with Al destroying Liz's garden, but I didn't know how to start it, and I was sitting at my desk and looking out the window, and attached to my window, I have a hummingbird feeder, and at that moment... This beautiful hummingbird came buzzing around my window, and I literally had my fingers on the keys and started typing the little hummingbird buzzed from one flower to the next, wings moving so fast, almost imperceptible. And I described this hummingbird, and that is where Rudy and Rosie, the hummingbirds, were born, just sitting there ready to write this scene. So it's really fun how you can take inspiration from anything you see. So when you're outside playing and enjoying nature and looking around, there could be a character hidden in plain sight. So have fun with that and just see what you might use to incorporate into any stories that you write. Thank you, Jenny. It uh, pays to look around you, doesn't it? Uh, but now, what was that part about Al you said? Uh, nothing. nothing. It weren't nothing. Uh, besides, you're not even supposed to be here. Uh, but no, she said something about my god. Liz, we're really out of time. I really need to wrap things up here. I'll show you out then, Kitty. But Max, I don't uh, need to... Here we go. But Max, uh, I don't... Yeah, need to go but... show off them nails. Huh? Ah, there you go. Max... Go on now. Uh, yeah, thanks, Max. Uh, okay, so here's the deal. Next time, we'll hear Liz make her first appearance in the story. And she'll get to see her garden and come face to face and whisker to whisker with its big orange nemesis. <laughs> you won't want to miss this one. Once again, the Epic Order of the Seven, the podcast, is produced by Playful World Ministries. And The Ark, The Reed, and The Fire Cloud was written by Jenny L. Cody. To purchase your copy of The Ark, The Reed, and The Fire Cloud on audiobook, log on to audible.com. And for all the amazing books by Jenny L. Cody, the entire collection of the Epic Order of the Seven, log on to Jenny's website, www.epicorderofthe7.com. That's epicorderofthe7.com. See you next time on the Epic Order of the Seven, the podcast. And I'm Denny Brownlee. Thanks for joining us.
Have a grandi!